Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. It is June, and I am talking to you from the floor of my bedroom closet, which means this is another edition of Nerdette's Introvert's Guide to the Good Life. So we had a plan for today's episode, but then the already very intense situation here in the U.S. just got like way, way, way intenser. Um, I don't know about you, but events across the country just have me completely rattled. Um, I don't know. I'm more anxious than I've been since this pandemic started. I can't stay off Twitter. Um, I also, for some reason, happen to be reading a book about World War II, which isn't helping anything either. Um, So our production team got on the phone this morning and we were talking about, you know, what to do and like what Nerdette is supposed to do in this time. And we decided the thing to do would be just to really lean into joy and peace as much as we possibly can. So today, that means we're going to listen back to what we think is one of the most delightful Nerdette interviews of all time. But first, I don't know about you, but I could really use a couple of quiet minutes. And some of you already heard this meditation from when we aired it in our anxiety episode a couple weeks ago. But I thought it was really good and helpful then. And I have a feeling you might need it now more than ever, too. So here is Emily Thornton. She runs Breathe First Studios here in Chicago, and she's got a four-minute meditation for us. So just find a quiet spot and try to give yourself some peace. Finding yourself somewhere that you can be somewhat comfortable It's okay if there's a bit of a balance here of effort and ease. This is our seated practice. But finding a sense of release in your physical body as much as you can, maybe supporting your back or knees, releasing your hands to a place where they feel most natural. Closing your eyes softly or Lowering your gaze if you prefer to keep your eyes open, keeping your gaze soft. Notice the muscles of your face. Notice the space between your eyebrows, at your jaw. Feel some of that tension begin to release. Begin to draw your awareness toward your breath. What is the quality of your breath? What is the depth of your breath?
as you ease into a deeper and deeper connection to your own breathing you might draw one hand to a place at your belly low in your abdomen feeling the expansion as you breathe in from this deep place and the release and softening as you exhale slowly continuing with your hand or simply in your mind's eye to breathe in fully allowing the space for your deepest breath as you continue with this deep breathing in the periphery begin to draw your awareness toward a deeper part of yourself and as you draw into this deeper place this wisdom this knowing consider what you are holding on to any loss any hope any fear or disappointment as you begin a practice of connection to your own sense of fullness allowing for all the emotions to live together in you find your way toward an intention an intention that guides you to a place of purpose for working with your grief what will happen as you encounter and engage with this part of your experience and from here take all the time you need to listen to what comes up notice where your attention goes remind yourself as often as you need to be kind and to breathe as you feel ready you can begin to move yourself out of this practice with gentle awakening of the physical body a slow transition in your own time back into your life remembering you can return to this seat to this breath and to this inquiry into your relationship to grief and the way that it is a part of life and a part of healing Emily Thornton, who always reminds me that self-care is selfless and whose email footer is a quote from James Baldwin that says, not everything that's faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. Okay, so you probably already know that Tom Hanks is obsessed with typewriters, but did you know that back in 2017? Because we are the ones who totally scooped that story. I'm just kidding. We absolutely were not the first people to write stories about the fact that Tom Hanks loves typewriters, but we did get the chance to interview Tom about his love of typewriters. So because it is just like so full of complete unfettered delight, here is America's dad nerding out hard with me and Nerdette co-host Trisha Bobita 
and her 1939 Underwood typewriter. Have you uh, have you changed the uh, ribbon recently? I have not. You don't, Can you tell that I need to? Well, by no, the... no, you don't. You don't really need to because. Uh, are you rolling? Do you want to get? Oh, this we're stuff rolling. Right away? Oh, we're getting it. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> okay, so here's the here's the first test of any typewriter you might purchase. <laughs> All a right. typewriter that is old. Let's listen for it, shall we? Hear that? Got a little ding. That. Now that's a, not a very loud ding, but it is there. <laughs> and the truth is, you don't need to have a big ding. Okay, I feel like we should jump in here and let our listeners know that by this point, we had not even asked Tom Hanks a question. Not a single question. (laughs) He just saw my typewriter and got so excited telling me about all the buttons and the levers, and he went on and on and on. This 1938 machine is, for a long time, almost all typewriters had these relatively small round keys. You know what you have to do? You just have to figure out where the margin release has only. This odd, mysterious silver button now, here on the side. You'd be amazed like at how, how much your ear seeks that ding it. out. And the fact is, the ding goes off before you actually stop. Okay, Tom, so why typewriters? How did this obsession start? Well, it started with a free typewriter. Uh, my, my good friend uh, got a brand new Olivetti electric typewriter, and he had this typewriter that he gave to me as his spare. And there was one class in high school that my father insisted I take which was typing. (laughs) I don't think my dad was sure where my high school actually was in the city, but he did say, you're going to take typing because that's a skill you'll remember for the, you'll use for the rest of your life. He was right. And he was absolutely right. I took a (laughs) semester of typing, uh, but I did not have a typewriter. And when my friend DJ gave me, gave me his typewriter, well, then there it was. And I, I pounded that thing for the better part of, I guess, you know, five years until It was no longer operating to its maximum. It it began to skip a lot, particularly in the space bar, which is maddening. There was a loose portion of it. Nubbin? Well, well, it it, it rattled, you know. And no matter how many times I tightened the screw, it would still come on loose. And what I did not realize is that that he had given me a really junky, worthless (laughs) 1970s-era machine. And I found this out when I took it to get serviced uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And... um, I walked into a a business machine store and there was an old fellow. I'm going to say he was German or Slavic or Polish. He had a bit of an accent. And uh, he said, how can I help you, young man? And I said, well, I'd like to get my uh, uh, typewriter serviced. It's, uh, you know, it's got problems with it. And he said, "Uh, young man, I will not touch this. And he explained to me that I I was in possession of a toy. It was a thing that looked like a typewriter, but it was made of plastic. It was a hunk of junk. It was badly designed, poorly manufactured. And then he showed me a wall of his, his portable typewriters. And I ended up walking out of his store with a Hermes 2000, which he sold, sold me for $45. And uh, alas, that typewriter succumbed to a lot of movement and kids who destroyed it. And I don't know where it is now, but I, I, have, uh, I have the same machine. And what they are are self-contained printing presses with which you can change the world. And the permanence of a typewritten letter that means that I've said this many times before and I've written about it is that understand that a good piece of paper uh, has a rag content to it. This is not a good piece of paper. This is just printer paper. Well, come here, on, so. man. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I know you're on a budget here at W-E-B-B-Z-B-D. Um, but what happens is there is ink on the ribbon 
there is a, a mold on the hammer that is the key. And when you press that hammer onto the ribbon, the letter is stamped not onto the paper, but into the actual fi- uh, fibers of the paper. It's almost like paint on a canvas. And so, therefore, it will last for a thousand years. And depending on the machine and the font and the pressure of your fingers and the, your style of typing, it will, it will be almost as recognizable as, uh, as your fingerprints, as your penmanship. And I think they're beautiful objects. And there's no reason that you shouldn't be using them uh, all the time for uh, absolutely everything. By the way, this button right here. Yes, please. This will reverse, this will reverse <laughs> the, the, oh, the orbit of the... Now, Trish, where do you keep this typewriter? I keep it in its container, the box that's its carrying case. So I don't want dust getting all in it. And so I keep it closed up most of the time. Strike one. Where do you keep <gasps> it? Right in my living room. Where in your living room? On a shelf. On a shelf. Okay. I'm going to take that strike away. Oh, good. Okay. Because that's Ooh. good. Because what you do not want, you, this must be in uh, eye shot. You oh, yeah. cannot put it under a thing or in the back of a closet or anything. Uh, the, you, so you're looking at the typewriter case. I'm going to say every day. Yeah, it's so, under under my television. So yeah. <laughs> well then, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess you would be. Now, do you have to bend over to pull it out, or is it pretty effortless to pull it out? It's pretty easy to grab it. Yeah. Okay. It's front and the center. easier the better. Mm-hmm. Now, what you honestly should do is keep your typewriter out. All you, if you have a supply of paper ready to go, like I'm going to get some sheets, better paper. All you have to do is <laughs> look. Better. Just put it on top of it like that, uh-huh. and that will be an effect, effective enough dust cover. Oh, that's good right. to know. I was worried about that. Right. No, I know. I know because they think, oh, it's going to get all gummed up. If you use it every day, all, then you have to just come home and say you're going to write a, a note to your lover, a shopping list, a memo to yourself, mm-hmm. the first few stanzas of an epic poem that will win you the Nobel Prize. Yes. <laughs> you might have that idea in the time that you bend down below your TV, pull out the case, put it on the open it up, figure it out, and pull it out of its case. That inspiration may have been, may have been lost to you. Mm. I recommend keeping it out. With a stack of paper, and if you want to get a thing, you know, a, a rubber deal, a plastic thing, you can get those anywhere on. Okay, they're not really good looking though. Yeah. So, All right. Or, but if you want, make your own lucite transparent box that you can sit. Oh, that over would it. be cool. I do have some of those. <laughs> um, and then, and then, right handy. The special paper that might have your name on it, and the special envelopes mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. match that paper. And then, what you have there is essentially. A word processing machine that you can use every day, that you will never lose the data, and can never be hacked by the forces of evil. This keyboard right here, which does not have that many keys, is is all you need to recreate everything from Ulysses to the screenplay of The Matrix. You can do it all right here on this little 1938 keyboard that... I mean, let feel. Uh, hold on. I'm going to drop this thing on the on the desk. Are you really? Listen to this. I'm only raising it up about three inches. <laughs> That's now hear that thing. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you right now. If you did that with your laptop, Ooh. you might be taking it to the shop for it to be <laughs> uh-huh. repaired. This thing is bulletproof, nigh-on indestructible. In fact, if you wanted to murder somebody. <laughs> You would tape this to their hands and throw them into the pool. Don't give her any and ideas. They would, they would rest down the bottom. They'd never be get it. This thing will drown you. But the main thing is all you need for this thing to last forever is a little oil, uh, the ability to either get uh, the ribbons or 
to re-ink them yourself, which you can do very easily by going on the Internet saying, how do I re-ink a, 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 cart, uh, a, a typewriter ribbon? And, and there you go. Uh, but this, thing. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if this Underwood champion that I'm looking at right now was the only typewriter I could have, I would be completely satisfied. Because this, I'm going to tell you right now, your great-great-grandchildren will, will type on this machine. Mm-hmm. So start typing them letters right now, throw them in a shoebox, and hand it over when the time comes. Tom Hanks, y'all, one of the best humans. You know, another thing he talks about in that interview is the beauty of like sending letters to each other. And I think whether or not you have a typewriter, now might be a really nice time to sit down and write a postcard, send someone a note, and just feel like, I don't know, whatever makes you feel better. And you're helping somebody else feel better then too, right? Okay, one more thing you don't want to miss in just a minute. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So in another edition of Bad Bitch Birthdays, June 2nd, today is the birthday of author and journalist Dorothy West. When Dorothy died in 1998, she was one of the last surviving contributors to the Harlem Renaissance. She's best known for her novels called The Living is Easy and The Wedding. Both of them are about race and class in mid-20th century New England. She also wrote columns for the Martha's Vineyard Gazette, and she reported for the New York Daily News. Uh, There are two quotes attributed to Dorothy that I think still ring true today, especially today of all days. Um, The first one is... To know how much there is to know is the beginning of learning to live. And the second is, there's no life that doesn't contribute to history. So that's it for today. I hope you think about how you can contribute to history. The show is produced by Justin Bull. Our executive producer is Brendan Banazak. Take care, and we'll see you soon. There's actually a third quote from Dorothy West that I also think is pretty great. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, she said, I'm a writer. I don't cook and I don't clean, which I don't know. It just makes me very happy today. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.